Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Jamel Gibbs, your family-oriented entrepreneur. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where you learn all things business and investing related. Today, we're going to talk about the holy grail of real estate investing and marketing. In my opinion, I think this is the absolute best way to find deals in any market. It's scalable. There's nothing else that compares to it. And it made me a ton of money over the last 20 years of investing in real estate. This is probably one of the only ways that I know of. I'm sure there's probably another way or two that you can do it. But honestly, this is probably one of the only ways that I know of to really drive consistent deals and know how much you have to put out in order to get a return on your investment. And that's direct mail. You know, for those of you who are not familiar with direct mail, if you've ever received a postcard in the mail, then somebody sent you a piece of direct mail. Okay. And we're talking about a postcard from a company, not your best friend who's in uh, the Virgin Islands or something like that. Right. So um, we're talking about a piece of marketing sent to you via mail would be considered direct mail. It's going direct to you as the consumer of the mail, okay? And that's why they call it direct mail. So we're going to talk about how direct mail can affect your real estate investing business. We're going to talk about why it's one of the most powerful ways to find deals. Uh, It's not a free way to find deals. This is something that you have to invest into, but is it worth investing into this type of lead source in order to be able to gain a consistent flow of deals. That's something that you have to ask yourself. So today we're going to talk to Nick Orff from REI Print Mail. Uh, We're going to leave some links in the description box so that you can set up a a consultation with Nick as well in order to see how he can help you uh, at least structure your direct mail campaign and talk about some of the marketing pieces that they're using right now in order to receive really effective phone calls from motivated sellers, especially during this time frame that we're in right now. This is the time that you need to be in real estate. And um, really any time is the time that you need to be in real estate. But this is especially the time because, you know, like I was telling one of my friends recently, over the last couple of months, you know, I've, I've seen a spike in motivated seller interest when it comes to selling their properties. Uh, They're more flexible right now. They know that the interest rates are going up. They're going to have to be more flexible in order to get their properties sold. So we're going to talk about how you can position yourself today in order to be able to put yourself in front of these people. And we're also going to talk about some of the marketing pieces that work best in order to reach out to them. Maybe even some of the markets to tap into as well. My man, Nick Orff, what's up, bro? What's up, man? Thanks for having me on. Oh, man, it's a pleasure, man. So you were on one of my coaching calls uh, not so long ago, and I thought it was a great idea to get you on the podcast, man, because um, uh, the stuff that you were sharing on the coaching call with the private session students were, that was really powerful stuff, man. I think that what you had to share is going to affect a lot of people's businesses and help a lot of people uh, who's looking to get a consistent flow of deals coming in through uh, direct mail or real estate investing in general, man. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, bro? 
Yeah, so I've been, I'm one of the direct marketing coaches here at REI Print Mail, REI Complete. And um, we do a lot of things besides direct mail as well. We, you come across, you need list pulling and you need skip tracing and you need all this type of lead and that type of lead. So we can provide almost everything you need in one place so you don't have to use, you know, 50 different programs to run a business. So, and we dumb things down to where it's simple, it's usable, it's scalable, like you said. And um, we specialize in really just knowing the markets. We track data across the whole country. We send roughly 8 million mailers out per month nationwide. And so we see the data that comes back is absentee performing, is vacant performing, um, is this postcard working in California, is this check mailer or any of these other mailers working. So the idea is that when you get started, we analyze your market, we show you what piece works, what list type works, and then build a strategy that's based kind of around your budget. Um, everyone comes in either trying to get their first deal or you come in with a business that needs a little bit of cleaning up and help, and we kind of organize things for you, uh, give you recommendations, and then help you scale up. So um, really anything to do with investing because you need leads kind of number one, right? You don't. You can't run a business if you don't have anyone to talk to or go on appointments with. And and the direct mail seems to be popping up a lot more recently. There's a lot of other different ways to do marketing. Um, but you can't unsubscribe from your mailbox, and you can't get in trouble for sending mail. So it's a, it's a clean way to do business, and it's very effective. And I was uh, saying that not so long ago, man. I, you know, when everybody else is focused on technology, I focus on what worked in the past, right? So while everybody else was focused on text messaging and voice broadcast and stuff like that. I was still doing direct mail. Yeah. So in my opinion, doing the opposite of what everyone else is doing is what's going to drive the leads. And like you said, you can't unsubscribe from your mailbox. So no, right, right. They have to see your message one way or another, right? Yeah. Unless they're on the do not call list. And that's a whole, di that's a whole different uh, thing that we can talk about. But what list are you working on right now? What do you feel is working best? nationwide if we mm -hmm. had to give an estimate of uh let's say vacant properties or probates or whatever what lists would you say are the most effective right now for our listeners to tap into yeah so it's it's pretty clear actually there's no second best right now that i've seen at least across the board is the absentee owners so um we we have systems that track kpis on exact list types we hit each month and we t a lot of times we test vacants, owner-occupieds, absentees, kind of a mix of all three. But we mm -hmm. subdivide the list by tracking numbers so we can see exactly how many calls come in. And absentee has been the highest in response rate by probably three, four times the amount. And then also the conversions are much higher too. So yep. of the calls coming in, you're actually booking appointments with these people not getting, for instance, owner-occupied, you get some good ones in there, but if it was apples to apples, owner-occupied, let's say, and, and absentee, you might book one appointment on a thousand, lead, or a thousand records, absentee, you're booking like eight. So yeah. it's, it's just night and day difference, and that's kind of everywhere right now. That's from Texas all the way to Virginia, up north, Florida, everywhere. So, And then there's markets that it does – better and in general if you're newer there's certain markets you can hit that you'll get a higher response rate just because that's how the market is 
And then you need to know too um, which markets are oversaturated, where there's more competition, where the prices are higher on homes, where it's a little bit more difficult. So I can talk anything you want to talk about. I'll, I'll fill you in on. Well, yeah, let me ask you, man, because obviously I'm a I'm a huge fan of absentee owners. I'm a huge fan of vacant property lists as well. And obviously there's a difference between the two. Uh, an absentee owner doesn't necessarily mean that the property is vacant. You know, mm -hmm. th th this is just someone who owns a property that they don't live in. A vacant property is exactly that. It's vacant, right? So I'm a huge fan of both of those lists. And I, I feel like, especially with absentee owners, it provides, you know, I have a, I had a program that it used to be my flagship program back in the day. I used to call it the Property Umbrella Blueprint. And that particular program was based on absentee owner uh, investing and mm -hmm. uh, how absentee owners are really umbrella of every other type of lease source. You find the vacants, you find the probates, you find the distressed real estate that you're looking for under that one umbrella, right? What's the best way to hit, like what's the best marketing piece to hit an absentee owner with right now? What, what do you find is working the best? Yeah, so there's a little strategy we use because when you have an absentee owner, they usually own more than one property, right? So, and here, just a caveat too, like the absentee owner, I'd say is best to target is the one that's out of state. The property is also mm -hmm. vacant and it was listed for at least 90 days and failed on the MLS. So, so there's all, a, there's, that's called list stacking, right? So yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy that you brought that up. Uh, out of state absentee owners property is vacant. So it's a vacant property. Mm -hmm. And, um, you mentioned that is, you know, they're probably 90 days late on their mortgage. No, they tried to list it on the MLS and it failed after 90 days. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it didn't yeah. sell for 90 days right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they, they live across the country, probably no tenants in the property. They're trying to sell it. And they can't even sell it on the market. So it probably has too many repairs that need to be done. Their price is mm. too high. So they're not making money. They're paying taxes and they can't sell it. So that's, that's kind of an ideal person. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So what type of message are you hitting them with? Yeah. So again, you can, and you can, when you're pulling a list, you can narrow down the criteria by how many properties they own. So like, let's say, we want to target people who only own five properties in their portfolio, right? They're kind of mom and pop, not huge hedge funds or companies. So you want to target those types. And then mm -hmm. you want to remove duplicates within your, I know this is a little bit much, but remove the duplicates in the list by the property, not the mailing address. So if they own like three or four properties, rental properties in the market, you want to send a mail piece to each one to really get their attention and you'll get more of these kind of like portfolio deals when you do this. And then you want to send a piece that has a unique offer for the property. So we have these check mailers. We have postcards that make offers. It's just a ballpark figure. It's about 20% less the ARV. You send it to each one. They get four of them with unique offers on them. And if they're interested in selling one, they're going to call you. But a lot of times they're like, hey, I got three more properties I'm interested in selling as well. So that's, gotcha. that's how often are you hitting these, how often are you hitting these people? Um, typically two to three times, right? With tr 
with mailing in general, you'll go anywhere from three to six touches usually. If the verbiage is just, hey, I'm interested in buying your home, give me a call. That's kind of the traditional message. But when you make an offer, it has a lot more impact. So when they see it, they're either going to call you on it or they're going to hold on to it and call you down the road. So you don't necessarily need to send them an offer the same number month after month after month. Um, you can kind of move on to a new list after hitting that person for two or three times. So you figure over the course of 60 to 90 days, you'll be in contact with them and, you know, either something is going to happen or you're going to put them on a the back burner and then move on to another list. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You'll, Sounds you'll good. set them up for two or three touches and then pull a new data and move on. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Now, uh, obviously sometimes when you, when you pull the absentee owner list, you'll find a lot of duplicates on that list when you pull it the second time, because obviously every house on the absentee owner list is not going to sell that quickly. So would you pull a different type of list that second time around? Um, You can, that's, that's the easier way, right? You go into another County or you just hit vacant instead. But if absentee is performing three, four times more, I would keep the records that you pulled for the first list. And then you, and we handle all this stuff for you. So if, if you ever do a mailing, right, and you're not printing them off yourself and you have a company like us do it, we hold a master list of what you sent, and then we remove any of those properties from your next list so you're not hitting mm-hmm. the same people again if we're trying to move on. So, yeah, you right. don't want to, if, if you got the most out of them, you need to not put them into another three-touch campaign. You need a new list. So if you're, let's say the average person, you know, pulls a list of, let's say, 10,000 records mm-hmm. and they narrow it down to, what, what would you say is a, a, a fair amount uh, to start with? To start? So like if you're, if you're brand new working on getting your first deal, mm-hmm. uh, typically the list has to be very particular. Like you're hitting the outskirts, you're hitting certain types of homes they have to have high level of motivation. You can't really just spray and pray, right? You got to make your dollars work for you. Um, but you can get away with doing about a thousand pieces per month for about two or three months to get a deal doing that. Okay. You get a new list each month. So you get in front of about two to 3000 people total. And that usually does the trick. As long as you're not in a high end market where every home is a million bucks, like California in some spots. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So a thousand records to start for three months in a row, mm-hmm. and that's a thousand each month, a, right. a new thousand each month. And so, you know, my my point in bringing that up was you have the average, say, records, and this is just a, a number I'm throwing out there. I'm not saying that this is average at all, but say you pull ten thousand records, and from that ten thousand, you narrow it down to a thousand very specific leads that you want to put yourself in front of, mm-hmm. and then from there, you you go ahead and you send out your postcard or you know your letter or whatever the case may be, whatever is working for you at that time, right? Um, what percentage should you expect back when it comes from? Uh, Suspect lead, which is, you know, uh, let's say the first thousand mm-hmm. to phone call. Um, again, that, that does come down to the market a little bit and how you pull the list. Mm-hmm. So very yep. important. But 
I, someone who's newer doing that, I wouldn't set them up with something that would do less than about a 0.8% response. So mm -hmm. typically it's going to be in the ballpark 0.8 to 1.2, roughly 1%. So mm -hmm. to hit that number, we look in your market. It may mean that you need to go a little bit further out. You might need to go somewhere else. Um, or you need to get funding to do that market, right, and send more gotcha. mailers. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, so, gotcha. So you figure off of a thousand leads that that should be eight to 10 phone calls, something like that. Roughly. Yeah. Eight, eight to or 12. Eight. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it takes roughly 20 to 25 to close a deal. So that's why you do it for about yep. two to three months. That's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sounds good, man. So for someone that is doing, you know, maybe driving for dollars or their budget just doesn't fit direct mail, uh, right at the moment, what are some things that people can do in order to be able to start a direct mail campaign and generate some phone calls in this way? Um, there's So here's this is just my personal opinion and working with a bunch of clients who are brand new and probably trying everything with them. Um, there's a thousand things you can do, but very few of them will kind of move the needle forward quick, quick enough. Right. So I, I kind of think about I'm very risk adverse, but at the same time, I want to make progress. Um, I think about how long it's going to take someone. So if it takes you 90 to 180 days to get a deal, you'll probably kill your spirits before you get to that point and give up and move on. So like most that, people. Right. So we kind of want to avoid that. Um, to start a, a, your first mailing doing a thousand pieces per month is not very much. It's a few hundred bucks. So if you have a budget of 100 or 200 bucks now and you only need to get 100 or 200 more to do it, I would recommend working overtime at your current job or pick up a side hustle where you can collect that money to do it because then you can reach 1,000 people at once. You have all your time to still work, and you're only taking a few calls. We said 8 to 12, right? So it's much more manageable, and you're not just trying to call 1,500 people to close a deal in between work and taking care of kids and all this stuff. So um, I would say put your time would probably be more well spent making the extra, you know, doing an extra hour of work or so a week or every other day or something. Um, but on a side note, if you can create some sort of lead generation yourself, like driving for dollars, um, Taking a different route to work and back home every now and then and snapping some photos is a good idea. And we can add that to a list that you can call. Those leads are typically really good. Um, and also, too, like a lot of people are open. And I was surprised. I gave this recommendation to reach out on Craigslist and different friends and family members and see if they're willing to take pictures for you. Give them a little cut of your deal if you close it. But you can get a team of people, five, ten people, collecting data for you around the city and taking photos. And um, that's been really helpful too. So work a little bit over time, reach out to friends and family and build a little team to drive around and do driving for dollars for you to collect data. And then when you're ready to mail, kind of put all that together and you got a good start. That's what I'd that's recommend. That's right. So, mm -hmm. so drive for dollars, obviously you got to skip trace those leads and then send it over to Nick and then he'll go ahead and send out a mailer to it. Right. Or just get the list and then do the same thing. Send send the mailer. The whole mm -hmm. point is to be consistent with something that's going to help you drive leads 
into your business. The more consistent you are, the more money you make over time. Um, obviously, there's going to be, uh, at some point, you're going to receive these phone calls from people who just want you to remove them from the list, right? Do you count those as phone calls as well as part of your KPIs, or are you just going directly after the people who provide you with the information, let's say the 10 to 12 that you were talking about, where you can potentially make an offer on those? Yeah, so the 10 to 12 you get does factor that in. So okay. that's, that's pretty typical. So I'd say maybe realistically, maybe three or four of those are going to say, take me off the list or I'm not interested. Or, yeah, you can buy it for a million bucks. Just something outrageous, right, mm -hmm. that you can't work with. Um, you, now, you can keep them in your system to follow up with later. Obviously, they called in. They read it. So they may have interest down the road. Um, but it's the people that are interested that call in. So you should probably get three or four that say no. And then the rest are kind of on the fence. And then every now and then you get one that was just perfect timing. So the gotcha. ones that are on the fence are the ones we're interested in. You got... 10% you'll never close, 10% you'll always close, and 80% kind of right in the middle. Mm -hmm. Those are the people that you just book the appointment, get out there, and find out as much as you can and work it best you can. So realistically, someone should at least try to budget for 3,000 leads in order to be able to close their first deal. Does that seem fair? I oh, mean, obviously, absolutely. that's market dependent. It's market yeah. dependent. No, if we don't need to worry about budget as much, if you need to stretch it, yeah, a thousand pieces for three months is that's the same thing. We're just stretching it over a three month period. Mm -hmm. If you're ready to get that deal in the first month, three thousand would do it. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Cool. And what would you say three thousand would look like financially for somebody looking to do something like this? Um, de depending on the piece we send and the market, like a postcard is around fifty cents or so. Some of the check letters are about a dollar. So it'd be between eighteen hundred and about three grand, somewhere in there. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Now, if we wanted to provide our listeners with a step by step approach to getting up the getting their first direct mail campaign going with you guys, what what would be the step by step process to this? That would be booking a call on my calendar, right? It's fifteen minutes, introduction. I'll leave a link in the description box for that, mm -hmm. by the way. Yep, we'll go over your market, so we're going to break down exactly what's going on in your market, what's working, what's not, see if it makes sense for you, and if it does, we'll build a strategy around it. And that's what that is. It's a strategy session, see if we're a good fit for one another. And um, when you're ready, we kind of tee you up with some recommendations and advice. Jamel's going to hook you up with that as well. And then we launch the mailing, and then you kind of clock's ticking. you got about seven days before it hits, and then you start getting calls, and then my text line's open, Jamel's open, uh, most likely, and then you can reach out when you need help along the way. And we just, it's a process. You're going to have questions that come up that you would not know are going to come up until you actually go into the process, um, and then mm -hmm. you get help along the way. So just book a call. Got it. Mm -hmm. Cool. So um, number one, you scheduled a call with Nick. They're going to really sit down and, and help you structure the campaign. Number two, you go ahead and you decide on which way you want to go. You come up with your budget and things like that. Send out the campaign, do what you got to do, start getting phone calls in. And then Nick has uh, another team on the back end that will help you uh, really get the deal structured and, 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 you know, make sure that you have an effective campaign going. So, I mean, you can't really lose. 
Uh, if you have a few hundred dollars to get started with, start where you are, or at least have this discussion with Nick so that they can help you put your money, you know, st structure your money in a way that's going to be effective for you. Because by you winning, they're going to continue to win because you're going to continue doing business with them at the end of the day. So if you hire Nick and his team as your mailhouse, you know, this is what you can expect. And you're going to get the support that you need as well. I personally think that direct mail is, like I said, the holy grail. It's like the best way to drive leads when it comes to real estate investing, bar none. It's the only thing that I know is scalable. Obviously, you can scale with Facebook ads and things like that as well. But when we're talking about, you know, uh, direct response to the seller and we're talking about going direct at the seller, this is there's nothing like it. Right. Bandit signs are not as effective. Um, not saying that they don't work, but but they're not as effective as direct mail. Um, cold calling is effective, but. It takes up a ton of your time. Uh, this strategy with direct mail is for the everyday person who has a nine to five or somebody looking to, you know, not focus on reaching out to sellers, but have the sellers call them and then they can pick and choose. They can literally cherry pick the leads that they want to talk to and the ones that they don't. I, I think you should talk to everybody because you're paying for it. But mm -hmm. it's this is how you run a real estate business. It's how you run a business in general, right? You invest a little bit of money into uh, marketing. You get the leads in. You turn those leads into uh, prospects. Turn those prospects into money. That's how you do it, right? Um, 100%. So uh, I know that we we spoke about, um, and this is recently, we spoke about some of those marketing pieces and markets that you were um that you were looking into or you were dealing dealing with. I know that, um, you know, you guys see a lot of data across the, the country. Mm -hmm. What markets would you say are working best right now for wholesalers? Um, I mean, so there's uh, the easiest way to understand where to go is just, I mean, you, you kind of know when you think of big places, right? You see them on TV shows, real estate, Netflix series in California and Texas and Florida, like those places are going to be kind of difficult, right? So anywhere that's boring, the Midwest, kind of right there, smack dab, central time zone is a lot easier. Um, Arkansas, you have Iowa, Georgia, Louisiana, right? Some, some places you send a mail piece and it's like they've never seen it before and mm -hmm. they just pick up the phone and call you. So um, that's kind of, where I would focus if you're newer. And then there's some caveats to that, right? You want to get connected with buyers in advance, which we help you out with. So you got someone to move the deal to. Um, but also too, if you are stuck in a place and you don't want to go out too far, just be open to go on the kind of the outskirts of the city, like be willing to go out just a little bit further. And uh, cause a lot of the bigger players, they pull right within County lines of the major cities. And so you take a few steps over and it's like they're not marketing to that location. So it's just less for you to compete with when you're starting out and your marketing dollars will go a lot further. Absolutely, man. Would, would it be an easy transition for someone look, who's just getting started, but they've tried other 
marketing channels, would it be an easy transition for them to start the direct mail campaigns? Yeah, probably the easiest to be. I mean, a lot of, when I started, I, I did cold calling and it was like 1500 dials before I would get a few appointments and like, it's rough. <laughs> so I mean, say that again, cold, 1500 dials, right? Yeah. 1500 dials. Yeah. Not all of them pick up, right? You get three or 400 that connect. And then you get the few that set up an appointment. And so, yeah, I mean, to have people just call you. Much easier. Kind of throughout the, the yeah, throughout the month and they're actually interested, right? Maybe you'll get someone that says, hey, I'm not interested. Thanks for the mailer. But, I mean, to have someone call you and say, yeah, I like the offer. I thought it was fair. You know it's 20% discounted off ARV. Mm -hmm. And they were on the list that you pulled so the house has issues with it. Like the, it's kind of perfect setup. So yeah, it's a, it's a lot easier, especially if you have a job or, you know, nine to five or a bunch of kids and that, that can make things difficult. And I don't think a lot of people really take into consideration how much effort and what you have to do when you get into it. Mm -hmm. And so it sounds, it sounds great up front, but you need, you need processes and steps when you're in it and someone to help you. Mm -hmm. Um, that actually does it. Like you do this for a living. I run a company outside of here that wholesales here in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And so you need someone to kind of fill in the blanks along the way. Mail is just an easy way to do it though. That's right. Let's play mm -hmm. devil's advocate a little bit. And let's say that someone sends out a direct mail campaign, first one, and they don't receive any phone calls. Mm -hmm. Why would that be the case? And what should they do? First thing I do is I call the number on the mail piece to see if it goes through. Mm. Nine out of ten times, if we don't get a single call, that's it. And I go, we need to fix the number ASAP because it's going to disconnected line. Um, if that doesn't happen, usually it's the list. So something can be in this. In most cases, happens when someone sends me a list. So like they're mm. they pulled the list. Maybe they're like, yeah, I got twenty thousand records, and they just pull a small chunk out and didn't really look at it. Um, but other than that. I mean, it's, it's, if you get no calls, rarely happens, but if it does, we hook you up. I mean, that's not mm -hmm. what we anticipated to happen. It's not what we expected. And so we'll just chalk, chalk it up as the post office did something wrong with it. And we need to start from scratch again. And we help you out. So cool. And um, what, what if let, let's play that a little further. Let's say that, you know, someone is, they're trying, cause I hear this a lot. They're trying, they're going to try this business out <laughs> that, that cracks me up because if you're, if you're, if you're not dedicated to it, don't do it. Right. Trying something is not being dedicated to it. Mm -hmm. So when I see people say, Hey, I'm going to try this, then that means you're not fully committed to it. And you're, and you're in the back of your mind, you're telling yourself you're going to quit at some point. Right. My question to you is if someone tries quote unquote, a mailer, and they send it out one time and they don't get a deal from it. How should they look at that? Yeah. Um, that's why we don't typically have people just ordering online. Cause usually they come to us first. Like if it, if it doesn't make sense, we won't ship it. Mm -hmm. And so at the least you'll be going on appointments or booking calls and getting a response. So if you don't close anything from that, 
I would say it's probably not a lead issue. It's a conversion issue. Let's get on a phone call and see what you're saying to these people. Mm-hmm. So, but if you're just trying things out and you just wanted to see what it's like to pick up a phone and you didn't really care to go out there, then that's a whole nother issue, right? Exactly. So, um, I don't know. I'd have to play it by ear on that one. Mm-hmm. If someone, they don't have, they just have money to put into it and try things out for fun. I mean, you're, you're probably not fit for the game. <laughs> My man, that, that's exactly, that's, that's exactly where I was going. Like, I don't want to waste your time. You exactly. Know? And that's kind of where I was going with it, man. And a lot of people say, I'm going to try this. I want to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to see if this works for me. You know, and I'll, you know, my, my point is, if you're not fully committed to it, don't do it. Well, it's kind of like, a, this like is a business. It, you play sports or have you? Yeah. It, I never did. But, I mean, I couldn't imagine saying I'm going to try out for, a, like, the I want to play in the Olymp- – I want to do the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to try out. Mm-hmm. And you just put in, like, a week's worth of work and then mm-hmm. expect to get the result that everyone else does. Right. Like, you can definitely tell when someone talks to you it, where they're going based on their time horizon. So if they're, if they're talking in, like, weeks – or just days, then you can tell they jump around from thing to thing to thing, and they kind of yep. scratch the surface level of it, and they never really get down to actually seeing any results with anything. Um, but if you talk to someone and they say, yeah, this is what I want to do for the next five years, and I'm going to do the same thing over and over and over from morning to night, and I'm going to get better and better at it over time, and then I'll be there, like, you know those people are going to make it. So I check check how long your your horizon line is, and <laughs> you get a good it, sense man. of if you're even going to do good yourself or not. Yeah, and I, I find the same thing, man. Most successful people that I do business with, even including myself, I think long term. I'm not thinking about the next six months. I'm not trying mm-hmm. anything. I'm going to commit to something. For example, even like this YouTube page and this podcast, right? It's been three years. It's just starting to pick up, right? Yeah. But I wasn't really getting the, the result that I'm getting now for three years. Was it worth it? Absolutely. I committed to that time frame, and it's just going to get better the longer I stay in it, mm-hmm. right? When I was down on Wall Street, they used to say the longest person who stays in the game wins. If, you're, if you don't quit and you commit to a certain period of time and you know that you're going to get better over time, then you can't lose. Right. How can you lose? Yeah. Right? So just something to think about. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know – Obviously, that takes a mindset shift, right? What type of mindset shift does it take for someone to go from the marketing that they're hearing, hearing all over the internet to doing something like this? Because it does take a commitment. So what, what, what type of mindset or commitment would it, would it take? I would, I would just say, um, I mean, be willing to work it for about 90 days or so with, any form of marketing, I mean, yep. it's just like we've been talking about. You got you can't just dip your toe in the water and feel what it's like to go swimming, right? You got to kind of jump in for a while and do it. So, um, but mindset, I mean, I would say it's more so just understanding that you're sending a mail piece to people. These are real life people. Mm-hmm. They're coming home from work. They're checking the mailbox. Maybe they, a lot of them just throw it on the counter and they call you back next month, mm-hmm. right? But that's still a a lot more enticing than like I, I walk into my, my granddad's house and he gets phone calls left and right and left and right and left and right. And he doesn't pick up a single one cause he knows kind of what it is. So 
Um, yeah, you gotta you gotta give it a little bit of time, but because we take that step and pull the data and really know it's already working, like if it's working for 10 investors getting the similar response rate, sending this piece to this type of list, it's no different to introduce you into that pool and you get the same mm -hmm. result. The seller doesn't differentiate between you and 10 other companies. Um, and so you can reap those rewards without having to put in six months of work, spend a small fortune to figure it out. We just kind of jump you right in. So I expect you to get results sooner than later than most companies would. But also I'd say anything you do, you got to commit to it. So you got to commit to it. man. Mm -hmm. That's why I tell people when they, when they join, you know, let's say my coaching program, I tell them, look, expect to invest into your business for six months without making a dime. I'm not saying it's going to take that long to make that much money, but mm -hmm. I'm preparing you mentally to be willing to put out for six months, even if you didn't have anything and that, coming in. Yeah. So, I mean, you, that's kind of the way you got to think about it. You got to think long-term in mm -hmm. business, man. So what obstacles would you say someone's going to face as they're doing these direct mail campaigns? I'd say you have to pay down like your own. And I don't mean this in a, condescending like your own ignorance as fast as you can yeah. so like you don't know what you don't know you have to uh, a lot of times when you're starting out you try to learn everything about it before you actually jump in and the fact is you can't read what this stuff is in a book yeah. and then go through it and just be a pro so you have to get into as many appointments as possible and put in as as many offers as possible and go through the steps um so you can just get over that learning curve as fast as possible. Like that should be, I think the number one objective is like kill that learning curve as quick as you can and then move on. So, but you, the hardest thing you're going to come up to is, is yourself in that case, right? Like, oh, I can't do this because of X, Y, Z, or, oh, I've never been able to do this because I'm this way. Like if you can get over that stuff and just do the hard, uncomfortable things real quick, then you can move on to the good stuff. Absolutely, man. And you know what that's called? That's called failing forward. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that's called making mistakes while you're making money. Yeah. And learning the business. And most people are not equipped or they're afraid to fail forward, unfortunately. And then that's mm -hmm. why you're listening to this podcast, guys, so that you can uh, prepare yourself mentally so that you can get out there and do and not be afraid to make the mistake so that you can get to the goal that you have. Nick, man. Where can our listeners find out more information on how to schedule a call with you? Number one, I'm going to leave a link in the description box, but did you want to share a different link? Um, no, that link is best. So the it's nick at reiprintmail.com um, is my email if you ever need to reach out. But, yeah, use that link because you get 10% off using it. And then check out our website if you'd like. We offer... Um, the mailing we talked about is kind of for getting started. We also have done for you services for people who want to launch a full business in seven days. They got VAs and all kinds of stuff built in CRMs and cool stuff. So, um, yeah, just use that link. That's the best way. Sounds good, man. And, you know, for our listeners, if they wanted to learn more about marketing and direct mail and things like that, do you have any particular books that they can look into? Uh, any recommendations? Any books? Honestly, the best one, so this company is 30-plus years old, 
Jeff Charlton, we own a publishing company as well. And Jeff Charlton, the owner, he actually wrote a book on direct mail. And if you request a sample kit, you get one for free. So nice. that's what I do. You can see some of our pieces and then you get a book on direct mail, kind of the ins and outs on um, how to do it effectively in any market if you wanted to read up on it. Cool, man. Now, if you had to provide our listeners with some last words of advice, what would those words be? Oh, man. I would say... Yeah, I would say just follow a process and expect not to, like you said, see the results. I mean, do it in with without expecting anything in return at first and just pay down kind of like that ignorance as fast as you can. And mm. if you need to go to people to do it, like Jamel or a program or, I mean, that's that's a way you condense years worth of time into a month's worth of learning and you just saved yourself all that time. And that's what you're paying for is you're paying for five years of your life. <laughs> that's so right. Do that. That's right, man. Mm -hmm. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. Nick Orff, we really appreciate you uh, hopping on the line with us today. I'm sure our listeners are going to want to have you back. I'm sure they're going to have a ton more questions. Maybe we could do a YouTube live at some point and just kind of answer questions and, and, and maybe even show some of those uh, marketing pieces that you were talking about. Um, if you guys want to see something like that, be sure to leave a comment in the comment section. And based on the response we get on this video, we'll, we'll set up another one. You know, we really appreciate you guys listening and hope that you benefited uh, mentally for a direct mail campaign. And I hope that you benefited in a way that it enticed you to want to do direct mail. Because honestly, this is the, I'm, I'm not kidding you guys. This is the best way to market your real estate business. If you want to uh, receive phone calls versus making calls out, this is the way to go. And you get to control your business in that way. Me personally, I'm not sitting, I'm not sitting in front of a phone for four or five hours and dialing, you know, 2,000 people. This is just not happening. I'd rather get the phone call in and have the 20 people that wanted to respond I'd rather talk to 20 than, than, than 2,000 that yep. aren't even interested. You know, so just some food for thought for you guys watching this or listening to this podcast. Uh, I hope that you guys benefited from it. Once again, be sure to like this video, subscribe to this channel, click the notification bell. Also share this with other people who might be interested in the business. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.